everybody. I'm Maya. I'm Melissa. And I'm Olivia. And we're here to take you back to your, your Twilight face. Hello, friends. Hi, friends. Welcome back to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> right now. What's up yeah, with we new? had a little break, and now we're back. Yeah, I already forget what we did last week. Oh, I went to an Airbnb and you went to a wedding. I went to a wedding. Yeah. In Ohio. Oh, yeah. Wasn't your Airbnb just like kind of like a little, just like a little mini vacay? It was adorable. It was like a little like English style cottage on a farm. Um, We were driving. It was in the middle of nowhere and we were driving and we saw a goat on the side of the road. And we were like, is that a goat? And it was. Is it lost? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> it definitely wasn't where it was supposed to be. <laughs> but I don't know if it, like, knows its way home or not. <laughs> I didn't converse converse with the goat, so it's oh. hard to say. Man, well lost yeah. goat. Oh, that sounds nice. Yeah. Do I know what else is nice? Can I give you guys a fun, exciting update? Yeah, uh, yeah. always. For the first time in, like, a really long time, yesterday, I took a chess lesson. Oh. You took one instead of giving one? Yeah, I received on me. Oh, I me. thought you were, I thought when you told us that you had a chess lesson, I just assumed that you were teaching someone chess. That's because as friends of mine who know that I like chess, you guys overestimate my chess ability. <laughs> uh, <laughs> although, even at high levels, like... You what have is, a coach. What is the structure of a chess lesson? Uh, first, we just like play. talked a little bit about like chess and like each <laughs> yeah. other and stuff. Uh, turns out we have a lot in common. I was like, I was on a tangent. I was like, oh yeah, here's the thing. I'm gonna go on a lot of tangents. I literally have ADHD. And he was like, I'm so sorry to do this, but by any chance have you listened to my podcast? <laughs> I was like. No, and he was like, I also have ADHD, and I talked about it on the podcast. Shut like, up. And then were you like, I also have a podcast. Yes, I was. <laughs> Wait, what is this podcast about chess? Uh, yeah, it's called The Chess Feels Podcast, um, starring JJ Lang and Julia Rios. You can all go listen to it. I've listened to a couple episodes now, and they're really good, and they're fun. Um, but first, we just talked a little, and then... And this is, like, very painful and horrible. You send them your, like, online chess accounts in advance, and they go through your games. Oh, God. And, like, make notes. Oh, like, God. Oh, my God. No. Yeah, like, oh, she was like, okay, so I don't think you should be playing E5 against E4. Listeners, in chess, E4 is, like, the most ubiquitous opening. It's when you move the pawn in front of the king two spaces forward. And the most common response is to move the pawn in front of the black king two spaces forward to match it. Um, and that's what I've always been doing against E4. Uh, and he was like, I don't think you should be doing that because you lose all of those games. Uh, and it doesn't wow. seem like wow. the, that's the structure is full information. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it doesn't seem like the positions that result from that like play to your strengths. Huh. Wow. And I was like, you are right. Yeah. <laughs> He was like, I think we should talk about openings. And I was like, yeah, I don't know any. And he was like, yeah, I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was one game where, like, very embarrassing, 
Lee, I I lost within like seven moves, which is like nothing to like a very like rudimentary checkmate that all chess players know. I just like was just moving, not paying enough attention. When it happened, I laughed so hard because I was like, "That's so embarrassing that like that would happen." <laughs> and he brought that up. I was like, ah! <laughs> it was like, I was like, "Yeah, look, things happen. <laughs> That's life." <laughs> so it was fun and positive and in the past I've had a bad relationship with chess coaching uh because it put too much pressure on me yeah uh but like now I'm an adult what's the pressure I can just cool. like enjoy learning so cool. it's it's exciting and fun that's, that's my update beautiful. I just Thank really you. wish that there was some database that someone can look at like the decisions I make in my life Whoa. and it's like every time you make this move it <laughs> I don't think I want that feedback. I know it would make like me a better therapy. person, but I think that would be too difficult to swallow. But it does like, sound a little like therapy, like... but therapy depends only on your own memories of things. I know, exactly. Sometimes I'm like, I, I don't close. remember. And sometimes I don't want to talk about the things that go badly. We need we need a pen sieve. That's what we need. <laughs> yeah, I therapy. guess it depends, like, on your memories, but also, like, a little on your therapist memories, too. Like, I'm sure <laughs> that sometimes the therapist is making connections that aren't necessarily true. I just like, want, I just want, it's not even, like, I need advice. I just want, like, the objective observances. You just like, want the data breakdown. Yeah, like, when you do E5, you fail every time. And I'm like, great, <laughs> I won't do E5 anymore. <laughs> That's all the info I need. I wonder if if you were, like, absolutely crazy, if you could, like, create that for yourself. Like, in an Excel grid, like, put in all your choices. Yes, it would take a lot of time. And a positive time. and negative outcome. I once saw online a man who was building, quote-unquote, a, a time machine to his own past, by which he meant... Wearing a GoPro at all times for an entire year. And it was wow. like a surround sound experience. So he could like so sit down and put on a back. VR headset and relive his own Shut life. Up. Imagine trying to break up with someone who is wearing a surround sound <laughs> GoPro on their head. Absolutely. I would do it over text. I'd be like, Can you I'm imagine sorry. having sex with that person? Oh man! No, I didn't. No, I, I didn't even think it. of that. I couldn't do it. And then they have that, that experience to relive whenever they want. And but then also you could relive it. No, I don't wanna. But like, if you're you, you could relive it from their perspective. Yeah, exactly. No, I don't wanna do that. Yeah, pass. No thanks. Oh my god, you guys, that's what being a vampire is like with their perfect, oh, their perfect memories. memories. Perfect memories. Yeah, all we have to do is be a they vampire. They can just go back and watch everything. God. And guess what? You never get to turn your brain off. Remember that little detail. <laughs> yeah, no never sleeping sleep. for you. <laughs> Wait, I have a question guess... about the time machine. Did he, <laughs> was he ultimately like happy with his choice? Was he like, this was a really interesting Dude, experiment? Or? I watched like probably a 30 second TikTok about this. I, I, just I, I don't have deets. I, I don't well, know. we'll Google that later. <laughs> Listeners, if you could write in um, Send and us say you TikTok? found the TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure one of you guys have seen it. Uh, Melissa, how was that wedding you went to? Oh, it was good. Um, 
it was in Ohio. It was for a friend of mine who I used to be roommates with in college. Um, so there were a lot of people from college there and this person also went to the same high school as me so there were also people from high school there so Ooh. it was it was kind of weird but also wedding is a great your own time, time because right because i get to look as hot as i want that's and, right and, and i did look hot thank you hell yeah you did um literally multiple people came up to me to tell me how good i looked but they also called me by the wrong name so <laughs> Multiple people called me by the wrong people name. Maybe me your, me by the wrong name. your glow up has just been so yeah, complete so that they couldn't quite place you your name. Be, you must be a different What did person. they call you? Like yeah. Meredith? Yeah, I got Meredith and I got Michelle. Oh, you do look like Michelle. That's what I hear all the time. <laughs> Sorry, it's true. Um, I mean, you also I think look, you like look that much like Thank a Michelle. Thank you. I used to get like I used to get called Michelle all the time in college. Luckily, not so much anymore. I think now I look less like a Michelle and more like a Melissa. Weird. I didn't even know any Michelles. I didn't. I feel like I didn't know any Michelles my age. That doesn't feel like a name of people my age to me. Is that just me? Kind of. Did you guys know a bunch of Michelles school, yeah. in Ohio? Yeah. Maybe it's uh, Ohio. I wouldn't say too. I knew a bunch of Michelles, but I knew. One. I mean, I can't think of any Michelles, but I'm sure I knew a the Michelle. The only Michelle I can think of was my friend's mom. <laughs> I just see it. I Yeah, I had a friend, Michelle, in, in high school. <laughs> but, yeah, anyway, so it was nice. And, you know, the goal of seeing my friend again was, was nice. We did have, like, a couple minutes to chat. And I was like, we need to catch up. And I do actually mean that. And I said that to her because I had alcohol. <laughs> I was like, we need to catch up, and I actually mean it. I'm not just saying it. <laughs> it really is crazy that, like, the biggest appeal, to me at least, of a wedding is that everybody who knows you and loves you will gather, but you only get to talk to those people for, like, four for, like, minutes each. Yeah. It's that. It's yeah. that. Yeah. So, yeah, I didn't really expect to, like, hang out with her that much, but we did have a couple good moments. And then I also did hang out with some people who I knew from way back when, and it ended up being nice. So it was all in all a positive experience and I shouldn't have been so like blah about it because I also looked hot as fuck. So that's great. I'm happy for you. Good time. Now that you've rekindled this friendship, I want her to start listening to the podcast and listen to this and be like, what the fuck do you mean, Michelle, that you were blah about my wedding? (laughs) That won't happen. She She loves you. She would understand. Weddings are a lot. You have to travel for them. They're expensive. They're expensive. Olivia, what's your um, update? Well, in the last two weeks, I acquired two cats. Baby! Um, I love them! I am fostering my friend's cats. I don't know how long I have them for, but... I hope uh, forever. Their names are Poppy and Petunia, who goes by Tuna. Perfect. And um, they will probably... I I am very worried about them being podcasting cats. Uh <laughs> Poppy, while I'm sitting here trying to do work, really once in a while likes to climb in my lab and get as close to my face as possible and refuses to sit still and then gets on the desk and climbs on the keyboard. And and I, if I'm editing, I will leave all of that in. The alternative, the alternative is kicking her out of the room, which she will definitely just meow the whole time during. I will also <laughs> keep that in. So... 
all cat noises. Apologies yeah, I feel like in advance people like cat noises for yeah. all future cat noises. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, first listener, let oh sorry, I was moving on. <laughs> I was also trying to move on. Right, so right ahead. We're all moving first on. First listener letter. Uh, I really like this subject line. It's from the other Olivia. Taking a break from reproductive rights to discuss Renez memes. Uh, if your parents named you with the same logic that Bella came up with Renezme, what would your name be? Oh my god. Okay, wait, so you're... Please write in with those names. Wait. So you're just both of your grandmothers. Yeah, but both of your grandmas. Oh, okay. actually, so hers is my mom's mom's name is Audrey, and my dad's mom's name was Meredith. So I would be Audrey Meridry. Wait, where's my Meridry? Meridry, I think, is more in the spirit of Renezme because Audrey <laughs> sounds more like a name than Meridry. <laughs> Do it as poorly as possible. Uh, what are yours? Mine, I don't know. Oh, mine are Marjorie, and <gasps> my grandma's name is Marjorie. Cute. Marjorie and Carol. Marjorie? Mar- Mar- Carim- Carim- Marjorie. 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 Just Carrie. You can go with Carrie. Carrie. Just Carrie. <laughs> I think it's not in the spirit if it's That's not in the spirit name. of Renesme. I would go with Marjorie then. Marjorie. <laughs> it's like margarine. Yeah. <laughs> I can't think of my dad's mom's name. I mean, she exists, but, like, I can't, like, think of her name. What about, like, two important people on your mom's side? What about your mom and your grandma? Yeah, I was thinking maybe, like, so Marjorie is my my grandma, and I think my mom's, I was named after my mom's grandma, Chloe. That's my middle name. Oh, right. So, like, Chloe and Marjorie. That's pretty similar to Carol and Marjorie. Yeah, it's too it easy to end with Marjorie, just like the clo- the e Marjorie. You just like Clorjury. Clorjury. Wow. Um, I actually kind of am named after both of my grandmothers, uh, because one of them is Anna and one of them is Annette, and my middle name is Anne. Uh, so my parents went with the like logical mm, yeah, easy way of naming yes. me after both of them so it will probably be something dumb like on net on the net on the net uh my, <laughs> my middle name, name is annette wait are all all three of us our middle names are after our, mine's after my great grandma mine's <gasps> my two grandmas and it's your grandma oh that's so cute that's Irene. nice that's nice uh olivia goes on to say P.S. I just listened to the Renesme Names bonus episode, and I <laughs> think you should do it again, but where patrons can submit name ideas and vote. Submit them, patrons. We should definitely do that. Yeah, I'm, I'm willing it. to do that. Uh, Wait, She says, because I have our... a lot more that I think are funnier than Ramparts. <laughs> okay, Olivia. <laughs> Ramparts was so funny, though. <laughs> just, like, for that episode, it just, like, cracked me up. <laughs> like, the thing is, is, like, it depends on where you are in space and time. Because at right. another moment, something might be funnier than Ramparts. But at that moment, <laughs> Ramparts just... was the funniest thing to ever exist. Because it's patriotic, too. Patriotic? From <laughs> the Ramparts, we <laughs> Okay, listen, I'm going to post on our Patreon right now. <laughs> While you do that, I'm going to read... One from our pal Squid. 
Squid is making the point that they live in the Pacific Northwest um, Mm -hmm. in Seattle. And something that drives them absolutely bonkers is Smyer's logic about vampires being okay to walk around during the day. I used to think the Pacific Northwest was constantly raining all the time. Yes, it rains a lot up here, but I still feel like I see a sun and some blue sky. A sun. (laughs) A sun. Any random sun. That's my, that was my mistake, listeners. (laughs) The sun or some blue sky almost every day. It's not a constant cloud cover. It was like, well, well, well. And the sun is still out. Like, it's not, like, there's no light. (laughs) So, I, I know we've talked about this before, but I feel like they should have, like, less of a sparkle when it's overcast. Right. Like, just like a sheen. Yeah. They look kind of metallic. A little something. A little something something. It's true. You're still experiencing something. Like the pearlescent. Like jackets. (laughs) Uh, And then Squid ends with a really good Ramparts name. Good luck reading about the gross baby stuff. Hopefully Radio Telephone's birth doesn't traumatize you too much. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I have now posted a public comment on our Patreon. Uh, You can just go comment some names. Just go, go do that. All of you. Um, you don't have to be a patron. Yeah. I mean, Ramparts is still the funniest thing, I'm pretty sure. I mean, we'll yeah, see. Yeah, Ramparts wins. Right. To, in our hearts. It came first. <laughs> and you know that I mean that because Ramparts was not even my pick. No, it was um, mine. I'm, like, exactly. the least sold on Ramparts, and it was my submission. It was, like, like my last-minute edition. That's how you know that I think it's funny, though. Like, normally, I would <laughs> never vote for anything that's not my own. But Ramparts is fucking yep. hilarious. Thank you. So funny. Thanks. The other Olivia, I'm sure your suggestions are also funny, but it's like when you let something marinate, you know? Like <laughs> yeah. Ramparts is just getting funnier with time. <laughs> well, speaking of Ramparts, Here she listeners, is. Oh, you've been waiting five seasons for this. <laughs> I We've been I don't dreading know why. it. This is the moment I've been that I've been dreading it. ever since we were like, guys, should we reread the Twilight series? <laughs> no. Yes! So I'm like, great. Yeah, we're going to get to Breaking Dawn and I'm going to have to read that goddamn bro scene. <laughs> it was so horrible. It, it was, was really just, bad. It was it, bad. It, was it bad. wasn't as long as I remember it. Yeah. I will say that's true. Yeah, yeah. But I remembered it being like most of the chapter where yeah. it's more of a 50-50. Right, right. I, I guess we should recap first before we really get into it. <clears throat> yeah. Believe it or not, I believe it's my turn. You don't have to do it. I'll do I it think, if you want. I think I can because I don't have to get into the details. No. Yeah, the details true. don't matter. It's just the recap. Yeah. All right. I think it's my turn. Okay. So, what you guys remember from last chapter slash episode is that Belle is throwing up a fountain of blood. Well, she continues to do that. She, like, immediately goes unconscious. She's dying. They're like, let's get the baby out of her. They start doing that. She, like, briefly wakes up and is like, give me my baby. Give me Renesmee. It's a girl. And then she, like, holds Renesmee for a half second. And then she, like, literally dies. And Edward and Jacob are trying to save her life. And it's just really horrible and heinous and, like, very gruesome and detailed. Um... Jacob is like, it's too late. What's the point? And Edward's like, okay, then leave. Uh, Edward is biting her all over and licking the wounds to seal them up and, like, keep the venom in her. And so Jacob goes downstairs, sees Rosalie holding little baby ramparts, 
but cannot see little baby ramparts yet. This is very important. Just like sees like the bundle in Rosalie's arms. And Jacob is filled with like immense rage because he's like, I have felt so drawn to Bella for so long. And now that she's dead, that draw is gone. Now I feel drawn to attack this monster. Like I, I like there's something pulling me this direction and I know what I need to do is like kill Rosalie and kill the baby. Um, so just as he's about to spring to attack, he makes eye contact with little baby ramparts and she has like perfect brown eyes, just like Bella. And then Jacob feels like every thing that makes him him fall away. He's like, look, I'm not Jacob Black from the Quileute Res. I'm not Jacob Black the werewolf. I'm not any of that. I am Jacob Black drawn to Renesmee. She is the center of my world. He imprints and he hears Bella's heart begin to beat again and the chapter ends. And then on the like opposite facing page you see book three Bella, so you know we're going back to her perspective next. Thank God. That's what happened. Nine and a half. I'll take it. Thank you. I'll give you an eight. Thank you. Um, It was much better than what my recap was going to be. If you asked me to do it, my recap was going to be Ramparts is born and then Jacob imprints on Ramparts. (laughs) That's what happens. Uh, But here's the thing. That is, I probably would have given that a ten. That's exactly what happens. It's exactly what you happens. You gave great context. Yes. So truly, I do remember, I feel like I remember it being longer. Like, it just had such impact that it has, like, this yes. outsized, like, thing in your imagination. But, like, it's a right. pretty short chapter. Um, but it is just as gruesome as I remember it being. Yeah, I feel like not long. the the before the birth is more gre- gruesome than I remember. And the birth itself right. is very it's fast and less very, gruesome. Yeah. It's so, not, like, not detailed. The worst part is at the beginning here when Bella is like, f- like cracking, crumbling to pieces. Yeah, like, they're this describing is the her part. like she's a goddamn glow stick. Yeah. Oh my god, it is like she's a glow stick. It's like a lot scarier and more gruesome. Than Except her, like a glow stick true. when you break it, there's the noise, but it's all contained. But Bella's like but breaking Bella's and like contained. exploding. Yeah. Uh, it made me okay but i don't know i don't know if we should really get into details but it made me think of like stranger things i don't know if you guys have watched the latest season of that i I didn't finish it but yeah i've seen enough and Um, listeners if you have if you like care about spoilers and you haven't watched it yet like that's kind of on you (laughs) skip ahead (laughs) it's not really a spoiler the the deaths in the latest Stranger Thing episode are also gruesome. And yes, it it's very similar to them like hanging in the air, right? Like and they just kind of like their limbs just start like cracking. Oh. Yeah, in and ways yeah, that's that you're why like, I never oh, a body it. doesn't do that, oh, right? God. And but like and I okay, but I I do think we should have some context for like how why is this all happening so dramatically and like apparently. Um, when Bella went to go pick up the cup that fell, her placenta became detached, detached. and so the baby wasn't able to breathe. Um, so it starts like fighting. Basically. So it started right. It started like fighting and then hurting Bella, um, and then uh, of course, then at that point, you know, Bella's in danger and the baby can't breathe, so they got to like emergency. Situation. They got an emergency situation it because like we were this whole time we were like, why did why is it so dramatic when 
Yes. You know, when they could just take her out right. right now. You're right. The placenta detaches. Carlisle's not home. They get the morphine. Edward is trying to get them to wait right until the, the morphine, morphine kicks in. And right. Bella's like, just get it out. And Rosalie is like, let's do it. And she's like still literally exploding, essentially, like on the table. Yeah, it's Carlisle's like Carlisle's on the phone. There's a lot of blood. There's a lot of things cracking. Right. There's a lot of blood. And notably, um, there is a point where Rosalie... Uh, yes. Like they, de- Jacob describes it as like she the kind of turns like her expression changes and she gets kind of like filled with blood dust and hunger. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Jacob is like, no, and he, he leaps over Bella's body and tackles Rosalie, and then like Alice or somebody comes in like drags Rosalie out. I think by her they throat, by the throat, by which, her throat, like what? which is like, oh my god, just make her hold her breath. Yeah, I know, they even describe, like, Jacob is like, to Rosalie's credit, she didn't fight back at all because she didn't want right. to, like, win. And I'm like, okay, well, then it sounds like you don't need to drag her out by her throat either. It sounds like she could run away and hold <laughs> yeah, her breath. Yeah, and Jake also, like, breaks some fingers in this scene. Like, like Edward, like, shoves times. him so hard and Honestly, fast that he breaks fingers. I also hated reading this from Jacob's perspective because he's also being gross about it. He's like, how many times have I imagined her naked? And I was like, this is not the time. This is a medical setting. Like, don't yeah. even, men- don't even say that to me. think about how you previously would imagine her. Yeah. Like, this is not the time for that. Yeah, it really did not feel like the gross moment. boy. Um, I don't know. Like, I know people have, like, thoughts and emotions, but, like, but, like they I don't definitely need to be didn't want to, I didn't want to <laughs> hear it on the page. Yeah. I didn't need it. I, I didn't, didn't need, need it. it. What I think Stephanie did well in this part of the chapter, even though I hate it, is that she really captured the feeling of, like, medical dramas. Like She did, yeah. When you're watching, true. like, House or whatever, and it's very chaotic, and there's a lot of noise, and everybody's yelling and running around, and there's yeah. beeping and stuff, which I can't watch that stuff because right. I find it very upsetting in a visceral way. Uh, but she took us there, for sure. Yeah. Like, Right, Jake. and there's, like, a lot of split-second decision-making, and you're kind yeah. of just trying to follow along, and it does feel, like, very much so, like, life and death. Yes. Um, Another Stephanie Meyer book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jake starts doing CPR on her because her right, heart so is her kind heart of faltering. does, like, essentially falter and then stop. Also, her spine is broken. Oh, yeah. That was a moment where I was just, like, unnecessary at this point. You're getting the baby out. We don't need it. It also just, like, I thought Jacob's reaction was weird. So the baby breaks Bella's spine, and Jacob's like, look, she's not going to feel it now. Like, just go for it. Like, they were just going for it anyway. They were going for it anyway. Maybe that was her way of getting around the morphine situation. But I don't know why. I mean, like, if Bella's going to die, Edward is still going to pick unbearable pain over bella dying yeah right so and i mean like and that's essentially what he was going for anyway like even before that they are he, like he's already going through the process of getting out renesme he's starting to... um that's the thing is like so they're waiting to get renesme out before you know they start changing her into a vampire apparently um i guess right it does seem like the order of operations here i know I it seems like maybe you could they do have to save the baby they do have to save the right. baby. They have to get the baby out. They have to get the baby out. Air. 
and they do they don't actually like really give any because like the, also this is jacob's perspective and so he can't actually lay eyes on renesme yet because right. he like we need to wait for him to imprint yeah um, it's written very carefully it, it's like yes, <laughs> edward's it eyes were filled with wonder but i couldn't look at what he was I looking couldn't at, look at that was busy <laughs> i was busy looking up bella and i mean but also, like, it's just, it, it did kind of surprise me how little detail we got about Renesmee's, like, actual birth. I'm like, is she, is she oh breathing? Is she not? Is she crying? two seconds. It's so weird. Okay. I know. I was like, there's no, like, all you get is that Jacob hears, like, a really fast heartbeat. And so you know that this baby is alive and then also has a heartbeat. Okay, but wait. So, Edward cuts Bella open. Mm-hmm. And With then scalpel. there's the sound of metal being shredded apart, and that's when Edward is biting his way yep. through the amniotic sac, mm-hmm. which we had many conversations yep. about. And I like because it's a C section, I guess there's so, a little bit of sense to this. I, re- I remembered the scene as being much more like Edward just like literally started going Me at Bella with his too. Me too. But actually that's not what happens. That's not what happens. This is interesting to me because when I first read this, which was like the only time I've ever read this yeah, scene, same. I had missed that he used his teeth. Like, they, you know what, I'll just read this section. I mean, it is just a very short mention. It's confusing. Yeah. yeah. The next sound jolted through me, unexpected, terrifying, like metal being shredded apart. The sound brought back the fight in the clearing so many months ago, the tearing sound of the newborns being ripped apart. I glanced over to see Edward's face pressed against the bulge, vampire teeth, a surefire way to cut through vampire skin. So I didn't get that he was like using his teeth to like get the baby out until like until like the discourse happened you know and people were like well that was so weird i do feel like if you're and i was wrong rosalie cuts her open like a page before right and that is not super i don't even want to read it because it is kind of graphic but like it doesn't say like she scalpeled her yeah i mean essentially like her hand came down she pierced the skin yeah and then there's a lot of it did blood. not seem careful in any way shape or form <laughs> i can only trust that you know i don't know they're vampires and they do things perfectly Just and so know everything Rosalie, i guess uh i don't know all has also gone to medical school and hopefully knows how to uh you know remove a child but uh, probably not uh, it didn't seem like she was putting in uh that kind of effort slash decision <laughs> And Uh, then I do think the first time that I read this, I probably was, like, too overwhelmed by all the different details to put together, like, that conversation that they had about the amniotic sac being, like, vampire skin. At this point, that's, like, way in the past. Like, that's a different self that read that. You don't know her. You're just in the moment. But, yeah, but now reading it over, it does seem, like, a lot less, like, you know, Edward, I gotta gotta go at her with my teeth. her out. I know. Yeah. Yes. Like, it does, like, this is the part that, that seems a lot more, like, I don't know, in control, whereas, you know, the more gruesome stuff is, like, what Renesme is doing to Bella. Right. Yeah, and for me, like, when I say that, like, I found the birth upsetting, I always have meant, like, the descriptions around oh, yeah. Bella's oh, body yeah. and what oh, was yeah. happening oh, yes. to her. We haven't yes. gotten Versus, to... like, the birth itself, because, yeah. like... Yeah, we haven't gotten that, to that shit yet. Yeah, like... 
No, the birth itself oh. is nothing. Okay, I'm going to read part of this. Jake is yelling at Bella to stay with him. He's still doing CPR and, like, breathing into her. Her eyes Which I was kind of surprised that Jake knew CPR. I know. But... How I know, does me Jake too. Know CPR? Hmm. Her eyes wheeled, looking for me or him, but seeing nothing. I stared into them anyway, keeping my gaze locked there. And then her body was suddenly still under my hands, though her breathing picked up roughly and her heart continued to thud. I realized the stillness meant that it was over. The internal beating was over. It must be out of her. It was. Edward whispered, Renesme. So we don't, we're not watching anything after the right. Edward with his face somewhere. <laughs> Which is <laughs> and so then funny suddenly because... she's born. If this were anybody else's perspective, they would like it'd be like a car crash they couldn't look away from. Right. But because it's Jacob and for plot reasons, he can't see Renesme yet. He Yeah. He doesn't And then so like there's no description of like what she looks like or the umbilical cord or like any Right. Is the baby crying? Is it not crying? Is it breathing? Is it not breathing? Um, but essentially this is also where Rosalie comes back in and she's like, you know, Oh, wait, no, first... Oh, wait. Yeah, first, Bella asks to see Renesme. She, like, kind of comes around just enough to be like, let me see the baby. Give her to me. Um, and Edward gives the baby to Bella, although, once again, we are not actually seeing this because no. Jacob cannot look at Renesme yet. But, you know, Bella has, like, a gasp of pain, and Edward takes Renesme away and says, no, Renesme. And Jacob looks at Bella's chest and there's the bite mark. Mm. So we know that Renesmee has some, like, sharp little teeth. <laughs> and, and she's... she's there's a, blood everywhere. And there's blood everywhere wants. and she's like, give it to me. <laughs> um, and so, but this also kind of confirms to Jacob that this baby is a monster. I mean, not he True. already was there. But, like, now that the baby's born and like out of the mom and he's like oh great this baby also is just like trying to eat his mom his or her mom so mm -hmm. i gotta give it to it. jacob i'm with him on that one <laughs> yeah like if this i was breaking somebody... bella inside out and like breaking the skin after birth like right with your newborn your babies, teeth babies aren't supposed to have babies don't generally action when they're born babies are not to supposed bite to and not for sharp. the purpose of drawing blood right yeah. i'd be like yeah that thing's a demon <laughs> right obviously but that is the point where bella's heart stops there's a lot of focus on her heart and... yeah that's just that is that is a big running theme throughout this is him being able to hear her heart not hear her heart he can hear renesmee's heartbeat and it's kind of fluttery so we do know that she has a heartbeat she is alive um, fluttery and too fast too light which i don't really understand like the science like a bird of why yeah like oh who knows listeners i'm <laughs> doing knows? a little fluttery motion like don't know why would stephanie meyer decide that a half human half vampire would have a faster heartbeat i would think it'd be Do slower lizards have faster heartbeats not, they're little <laughs> i'll google that later maybe baby heartbeats are sort of fast they're very little maybe i have no idea i have no idea I'll google um, that. 
But yeah. I do think it's weird. Jake is like, what are you waiting for? And I'm really not sure what Edward is waiting for. Like, surely Edward is equally as focused on right. the beating of Bella's heart. Right. But I guess Edward has Renesmee. And he's like, okay, Newborns well- have resting heart rates around 100 to 150 beats per minute, way higher than that oh, of adults. there you go. It is fast. Wow. You're so correct. Maybe she just and has a little, little baby heartbeat. <laughs> So Edward tries to give the baby to Jacob, and Jacob's like, throw it out the window. <laughs> uh, literally, he says, throw yeah. it out the window. <laughs> it was a bit much. Um, and so then Rosalie comes, and she's like, give me the baby. And, of course, you know, they're like, no, we don't want to do that. Because also Rosalie has really been betrayed as, like, maybe she'll just take the baby and, like, run away. Yeah. <laughs> That's really the vibe that they're yeah. giving for Rosalie. Is like, once you, like, she's, like, that wicked evil step witch who, like, once you hand over your baby your to her, newborn, she's just gonna, like, firstborn. run away. Yeah. <laughs> I also got the sense that it was kind of, like, they couldn't trust Rosalie to resist Bella's blood. Like, we yeah. can't give yeah. you the bait. Like, you just have to get out of here. Right. Like, but she says I'm good. She seems recovered. like self-possessed at this point. Like, She's recovered. Right. So yeah. she takes the baby, although still Jacob has not looked at the baby. No. Um, Jacob has not looked at, at the baby. And at, then at this point, Edward uh, takes a vial that's like filled with his venom and just syringe. like sticks it in her heart. Straight yeah, syringe. This I feel like was also a little less gruesome than I remember somehow. Yeah. Yeah, like, it does. I don't, I don't know if I remember. I don't know what I remembered. It all got mashed together. Right. Um. He does one syringe to the heart, and then and then he does like her. a lot of little bites. But it, that also is just like little nibbles, and then he licks up like nibbles. a <laughs> <laughs> You would think up. if the point was like a fast as a fast as possible change that you do multiple syringes yeah i don't know why he just has like have... 10 of those on hand maybe they didn't i don't know why they wouldn't have extras on hand because they knew this might be an emergency situation right i mean like maybe... they would have prepared and had multiple syringes. i mean maybe they only did the syringe for the heart because i mean it doesn't really i mean like yeah if you, you can't try to bite her on her chest like you're not necessarily gonna may did <laughs> but a syringe still sounds better than a bite that's then venom healed doesn't it i guess but i don't know i mean yeah, i feel like there's like the momentum of but, in like of infect like yeah depressing a syringe and wouldn't you want it straight to the vein like when you're biting right you surely kind of... they're not like hitting a vein every single time i mean or maybe, maybe he, he is, is cause though, he's a vampire he's a vampire he's doctor and he can hear the veins yeah I don't remember did this okay maybe I just like have a terrible memory but like that his saliva like heals her yeah it's the venom it's the venom I don't remember it's like a leech I don't but I don't remember her like healing like instantly after she got bit in the first book right yeah I don't know why he's never used this healing power on her before well you can't use it before because he'll because then it's in your bloodstream and then you turn into a Mm. vampire Maybe. So maybe he maybe. can only use it now? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, and before, that would be, like, a very painful long way to turn because it would be so minute. Right. But, yeah, but also essentially at this point, this is where Jacob decides that she's just, like, a goner. And, yeah. I mean, 
yes, her heart isn't beating, but he thinks that there's it doesn't make any more sense to uh, continue trying to keep her heart beating. And yeah. it's like so then like Edward is doing CPR, trying to continue, trying to get her heart to keep pumping the venom around. Yeah. Quick pause. Um, it's time for the be real. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> Please leave that in. I will. I will. Send. Um, <laughs> where were we? Um, we're at, like, probably the worst line in the chapter book. Oh, yep. There it is. Yep. There it is. Um, and, like, I guess I understand after reading the chapter, like, why Jacob feels this way. So, like, now that Renesme isn't so in stupid. Bella anymore, he doesn't feel the compulsion pull to her anymore. And so he's kind of, I guess, made the assumption that that means that Bella's, like, soul, like, is gone. You know, like, she's not there anymore. I do see his point because, of course, we know in our, like, logical minds that life-saving efforts can work. However, from his perspective, like, Bella's body is, like, destroyed. Yeah. I mean, yeah. All her organs are, like, fucked up, like... Yeah. Yeah, like she's currently I, cut open. I think I would also assume like life-saving efforts in this instance will not be successful. Well, so. I would I think I would also agree with you except for the fact that they have vampire venom. Right. And so like if you keep different. her heart beating as long as the venom moves around. It's supposed to, you know, circulate and heal her. Which right. is actually I think what Jacob I think Jacob kind of continually um underestimates like the vampire powers though right yeah yeah and right and, and it, then his pull is gone from her and so right but like and honestly, it makes sense that the heart would get healed by the venom first because he, that, like that's why he shoots it straight into the heart so then as soon as the heart is mended it will be able to keep her alive I, I do want to talk about, though, how I really don't like how Jacob, after he decides that Bella is no longer there slash can be saved, he's like, well, now there's no reason for me to, like, be with her right here. Like, she's not there anymore. She's, this body has no more draw for me. And I'm like, that's not how loving people works. Right. It is, like, a really, it's a really gross way. Yeah, to describe, like, I don't know, your love for someone, and now that, like, you don't think that they're existing in this body, that, like, you don't say, so this body had no more draw for me. And, like, like, the very moment that she dies, too, like, yeah, people have been sitting with their, like, dead loved ones since the beginning of time. Right. Uh, And while I personally am not a hang out with the dead body type uh when my grandpa died my mom was like do you want to like come into the room and i was like no i'm gonna i'm gonna hang out here i mean like, it you is guys a very that. jarring like, experience like i do remember going to my grandpa's funeral and like it was so odd to like see you know his body but there being no life to it it's like such a it is a really weird experience of like it's very I Very understand. Surreal. Yeah, I understand people not wanting to necessarily have a memory of like you know their loved one like that or yeah, or what I, have you. 
But it I seems different that. from what I think, Jacob is saying. Yeah. I think the other side of it for me is that having that experience is sometimes part of the process of right. coming to terms right. with it. Like a a piece of cl- the closure process of like, okay, yeah. this really is what just happened. And so. it's like, that doesn't need to be a part of Jacob's closure process, but it's very strange like the way he like, talks about it yeah you know? the way melissa's saying like the moment she dies he doesn't like take a beat to like like sit with his own feelings like oh my god it's all Failing over or, yeah yeah like, he even says like because he's leaving because edward edward's like she's not dead you know she's going to be fine and jacob says in his head turning away leaving him with his dead i'm like she's not even yeah. your dead Right. I thought you fucking loved this girl. Right. And now, now you're like, well, she's not here, so I don't give a shit about her. Like, I he... feel like the... I think... I, I feel like Stephanie is, like, trying too hard... Too hard. ...to explain the Renesmee versus Bella yes. thing to us, and it turns into this it's very, like, gross. dismissive... Like, like and, and especially because we've seen Jacob refer to... Bella in like a really objectifying way previously mm-hmm. so it's like that's obviously what we're gonna read into it because that's how he always talks about her and I, I feel like we have to read this part go for it I knew it was too late I knew she was dead I knew it for sure because the pull was gone I didn't feel any reason to be here beside her she wasn't here anymore so this body had no more draw for me the senseless need to be near her had vanished Or maybe moved was the better word. It seemed like I felt the pull from the opposite direction now. From down the stairs, out the door, the longing to get away from here and never ever come back. So it's like she's so focused on like, okay, so like there was a pull, but like it's not gone. It's just like in the baby. And it's been in the baby all along, even before the baby existed. And that's the only reason that he liked Bella ever to begin with. Right. And it's like maybe Bella could be a person instead of like right. a maybe you can love vessel who had an egg in her this from whole time. That. yeah like <laughs> and in later paragraphs he kind of gets into the pain but it doesn't feel in this moment that he feels pain over losing bella it yeah. feels like he feels like like he i knows- lost i didn't get what i wanted yeah. now i'm out of here Right. I mean, and yeah, we don't really understand how each person is going to experience, like, a loss of this gra- gratitude, gratitude, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Of this magnitude. Magnitude. Gravity. <laughs> magnitude is the word I'm looking for. Magnitude. And, and he's going trauma, through a trauma. trauma. This is a very of, traumatic like, experience. Very traumatic right. And so, like, him immediately not feeling, like, like I would feel like you'd just be in shock for a bit, honestly. But yeah. like, um, I know he he does, and it does say he's like, I feel empty again now that I lost my purpose. Um, and so then he like walks downstairs, and that's when he starts to feel like really angry, like real angry. <laughs> I guess that does at least feel authentic like yeah. yeah he's really angry like his yeah that's fair that's fair his anger yeah and he like and his anger kind of moves around you know and he's like he's like oh i want edward to suffer because you know all of this happened because of him in the first place uh you know bella didn't have to get all wrapped up in this shit anyway 
And then it gets moved to Bella, who died for this demon baby, you know, and then it moves to the demon baby for existing. And so, like, that all does feel, like, very authentic. But it's also still just, like, sitting in this sort of bubble of, like, he's just really drawn to Renesmee. And, like, and, like I don't know, I guess he's kind of, like, mistaking his feelings of being drawn to Renesmee as, like, being drawn to kill her. Which, I mean, I, I guess I can see yeah it's kind of like i have a new purpose yeah yeah that's true like yeah he like lost the quote purpose that he had before and now his new purpose is you know just making sure that he can kill renesme and stephanie does do a really good job at making renesme seem truly monstrous i know that we've talked about that some already but jacob goes downstairs and rosalie is like cradling her and she's described as the creature and jacob hears this kind of like wet sucking noise and smells blood and realizes that she's drinking blood and it's like Mm. yeah if if i like watch somebody like feeding blood to a baby with a mouthful of teeth i'd be like yeah that thing is like inhuman as long as a human exist okay but uh, well, Jake's not a vampire. They're no, I know vampires. exactly. Rosalie's he already thinks very. <laughs> yeah, he already thinks very lowly of vampires to begin yeah. with. Um, so I mean, yeah, it does make sense that he would just like go straight to the the existence of this baby is against nature. Which it's like I know that I kind of agree with him because it's like that too would be my visceral response. Right. Like this is wrong. However. Anything that exists is, like, of nature. Yeah, right. right. Like, Vampires and werewolves exist, so they are natural. Yeah, like, it's... Who says that they're unnatural just because most people don't know about them? Yeah. Um, There's a very dark, like, oh, Rosalie's probably happy that Bella's dead now because right. now she can just have the baby to herself. Which, like, literally like, okay, there we has get it, been Jake. no evidence that Rosalie has actually wanted Bella to die in no. any of this. <laughs> No. So it's all just like a story that has been made up to make Rosalie still a very two-dimensional, like, just unlikable person. Woman without a baby. Right. Yeah. Bitter woman without a baby. That's and I hands. do think that it backfires to make us dislike Jake more. Like, I don't think that yeah most readers are are like team jake in this moment i think that most readers think that right. rosalie should be treated with more compassion i don't know though at the time i feel like that wasn't really the vibe like people were team pe- people were literally quote unquote team jacob and i feel like that was about the romance though yeah and there certainly were people who loved rosalie but i feel like i don't i don't really remember what i thought about rosalie but i feel like it could be easy to just like take the narrative at face value and like rosalie is sort of a villain and we haven't been in bella's head so we haven't understood her journey to becoming friends with rose yeah i don't know maybe i'm too deep into my own like current perspective like that's obviously how i feel right now (laughs) right yeah i know i was just thinking like i want i wish i could really remember what i thought about rosalie's depiction here when i first read this book but i can't really I was so anti Twilight when I read this book that I was right. just like anti everyone. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and then also I did kind of have 
um, a thought when Jacob is, like, you know, thinking through, like, his revenge, and he's, like, kind of ready to kill fucking everybody right. for some reason. Like Right back to square so one. <laughs> and I was thinking about, like, I was wondering how... Like, what order Stephanie pulled this all together in? Because I was thinking that, like, maybe she felt like if Bella seems like she's dead and she's had a baby and the baby has essentially killed Bella or, like, forced her to turn into a vampire, Jacob is going to feel very resentful toward that baby and, like, how will they ever make up? And, like, if I want a happy ending, how does Jacob forgive Bella or forgive the baby or, like, come around to all of this? And having him imprint on the baby is just this, like, very it's simple, really easy solution. neat, like, yeah. there. That's why all those feelings go away about the baby, because he oh. imprints on the baby. I feel like more than anything, it's about Jacob's happy ending, as opposed to, like, how will Jacob be okay with, with Renesmee? Right. It's like, everybody needs to be paired up at the end. Mm-hmm. And, and, like, this is how is they available. stay a family. Right. Yeah, exactly. like, who's around? This is how Jake becomes a Cullen. Yeah. And I also, I mean, I don't know if we've gotten there yet, but, you know, the description of imprinting is really interesting, but I also, like, deeply hate it. Yeah, I feel exactly the same way. Let's read it. Yeah. My shaking jerked to a stop. Heat flooded through me, stronger than before, but it was a new kind of heat, not a burning. It was a glowing Everything inside me came undone as I stared at the tiny porcelain face of the half-vampire, half-human baby. All the lines that held me to my life were sliced apart in swift cuts, like clipping the strings to a bunch of balloons. Everything that made me who I was, my love for the dead girl upstairs, my love for my father, my loyalty to my new pack, the love for my other brothers, my hatred for my enemies, my home, my name, myself disconnected from me in that second snip snip and floated up into space i was not left drifting a new string held me where i was not one string but a million not strings but steel cables a million steel cables all tying me to one thing to the very center of the universe i could see that now how the universe swirled around this one point i'd never seen the symmetry of the universe before but now it was plain the gravity of the earth no longer tied me to the place where i stood it was the baby girl in the blonde vampire's arms that held me here now. Renesmee. I feel like what's interesting about it is kind of like the same thing that makes us angry. I know. Like, yeah. <laughs> Jacob's whole self. You can like be in love and be devoted to somebody and still have like other relationships separate that matter person. to you. Have you know, a self. Like, yeah, it's it would in be fact, that's very important in healthy yeah, relationships. Crucial. Like who would want to be with somebody that is no one? Right. In that fact, is they're only that relationship. Only they're only the thing that make that makes their entire existence is you. Yeah. Like, that's codependence. Yeah. Like, no more hobbies or interests, no past. It's like Derek from The Good Place. Oh, yeah. Like, when Janet just, like, creates him and he's, like, all wrong because 
he what doesn't have anything to him besides wanting to be with Janet. Right. It's yeah. Like, and like they even like it's even described. He's like, it's not even my love for Bella. It's also my love for my dad and my pack and my new pack everything. and my hatred of my enemies and literally everything about me is just it's gone. Myself, myself is gone. It's such a particular conception of love and what love is or should be that it's literally everything. It's so unhealthy. It's a a conception of what love should be for men because Mm. women can't experience this kind of love because that is like reserved for their children. Mm. Like, Mm. I feel like Leah can't imprint on anybody because her allegiance would be to any like potential future children. Even if she can't have kids, it's like, well, women like your status as a mother and motherhood is the ca- the million steel cables that ties mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Edward can be That's this devoted point. to Bella. Jacob can be this devoted, but like women in these stories don't don't have that. I don't know because at the same time Bella does throw away everything. <laughs> To be with it right like she but decides she's that she's even more none of her relationships name. matter she loves edward more than anything has ever mattered to her and then but it she gets throws undone away her life for renesmee she's already like ready. i think it's this is an extra level though i i agree that it does sort of change once she has renesmee but i i feel like that like deep she, devotion and like putting that person above literally anything ever is already there in twilight i think that a deep devotion and putting that person above everything ever is there in twilight but it's not on the level level. yeah it's not imprinting because bella still has like like other things like she's willing to give up like she everything that she but loves she, Jacob. Yeah, but she doesn't feel divorced from like her identity, you right. know? Like she's still like It feels her, like, like a, parents a healthy kid. devotion. Oh, healthier. I don't know if I'd say that. It's a healthier devotion. I'd say it's healthier, yeah. I would healthier. say but they're like both unhealthy, like, but imprinting is more unhealthy. Imprinting is extremely unhealthy. <laughs> uh but I do I do see your point that Maya and like in Stephanie's you know worldview that you know it's true that seems like imprinting type devotion is reserved for the men and then the women have the imprint type devotion about the babies like like essentially Bella was at that level for Renesmee like as soon as she found out she was pregnant just as soon as she existed yeah Yeah. I know it's true it's true and I I think that there's also like like a wish fulfillment aspect to this because Stephanie, for all we know, like we presume is like a straight woman writing for an audience of largely straight women, not exclusively, of course, but like, like largely think of like the phenomenon of like Twilight, Twi moms, you know, Mm -hmm. and like, I, even though I know it's unhealthy, see an appeal of somebody oh, looking still magical. at me. Right. Yeah, looking at me and being like, you are the whole center of my world. Yes. You're yes. the only thing that matters. I You're want so special and important. To look at me and be like, my existence is only for you, like in theory. <laughs> like in, in practice, way, probably not. But even though women don't have like 
access to this kind of love in these books, it's it's like they're well, the recipient. They're the though. object. Yeah, of it. right. The object yes. of it. Yes. Because all of us, all the you know, all of us ladies reading this book can relate to like loving another person so much, but maybe not to having someone love us so much that their entirety, entire identity is erased. I would there be... definitely is a like wish fulfillment, yeah. like you know, it's the kind of thing that like you wish for, and then in practice you. And realize then in it's practice, you're like, "Fuck no!" Right, but like it is like she just doesn't. She decides not to care about any of the practicalities of any right. of these things, and you just get like, but like the also pure then... wish fulfillment version of every single part of this. Yeah, but like also then it really sort of pushes on everyone like that. This is kind of the ideal, like. Right. And what you have might not actually be real unless it's like erases your identity. Right. Um, unless which is everything false. that makes you who you are disconnects from you and floats up into space. Which like is not true. Balloons. Balloons, when they're gone, they're gone. Like you're not coming back to that later. It's not like and those things were set on a shelf. Like right. popped <laughs> on the wayside. Like they're gone. No, Jacob's a nobody right now. <laughs> But, like, um, in that very moment, he becomes a somebody because it's just all about Renesmee. Right. His whole, I mean, this is, whole, yeah. This is the world where Edward thinks that Bella is dead and decides to die. Because if somebody that you love this deeply is gone, you have no path forward. And in the books, it's very, like, noble and romantic. And in reality, that's fucked up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In reality, it's like you gotta like let the universe make that decision. Like it's very common for especially like older couples when one person dies for the other to die like shortly after, yeah, and it's just kind of like yeah, they like died of a broken heart essentially. Like, yeah. like the universe has to decide. You don't, you, you don't pick. Decide. Yeah. Hopefully, you've like learned some grief and coping skills and right. have other things in your life that do so matter to you because life is worth living even if your love is dead right i mean because i ideally you have a healthy relationship and you have an identity outside of loving another person yeah and so then when they die you still have purpose and an identity mm-hmm. yeah like even if you don't have a purpose like you know, you're heartbroken, you don't see a path forward, you are in the absolute depths of despair, but you continue on, and eventually in time, you regain a sense of purpose. Grief is a process. Grief yeah. is an emotion. Yeah. Your memories you become like not, a like, comfort. Right. It's not like once you become, you know, attached to someone in a relationship, like, they become your sole purpose, and without them, you have nothing. Like, that's not actually how relationships work. It shouldn't work like that. And so... Because, like, life just goes on. I think about this all the time, because, you know, I often wonder, like, oh my god, when you go through a really horrible close loss, like a parent or a child or a sibling or like a partner, like how do people go on? But the reality is that people have been going on since the beginning of time. Like Time passes. Yeah, like life goes on. You just somehow get up and like do something. Right. And like, 
I guess, though, Jacob is saved from having to go through that process yeah. um, because oh he just God, instantly yes. imprints on Renesmee and has a whole new purpose. Yeah, so doesn't have to, like, ever to come do. to terms with the right. fact that Bella hasn't chosen him. Right. He it's has not come to terms with that. Right, it he just hasn't. goes away conveniently. Right. It just is erased. Like, doesn't that sound nice? <laughs> that you just, like, have something that happens to you and all of a sudden you no longer have to deal with the grief or despair? You don't have to cope. You don't have to cope. He never has to cope. Well, he just doesn't have to ever come to terms with any of the things that have happened. Like, he just rewrites history. Like, oh, it wasn't that I was ever in love with Bella. I was just in love with my, right. this future human. Yeah, and, and he it's really even is say to his detriment. Love. Like, those, pr- yeah. those things and processes are important to, like, you know, your own development and ability to handle hard things in the future. Right. Like, I don't see Jacob, like getting an education i don't see him like finding something that makes him really happy that like enriches the world somehow like i see him like hanging around while renezme does whatever she does and just being around her all the time well like quill yeah he's just like letting her throw rocks at him and that's it (laughs) yeah and i don't think that there's anything necessarily wrong with just spending your life like loving somebody you know if you read mary oliver she's like what is the point of life uh go outside and look around at stuff (laughs) like that's like what's gonna fulfill you but you know i just don't see a future for jacob where he goes to school or like gets enjoyment from anything besides yeah yeah, it just seems very very empty even though the text tells us he's going to feel so full and complete and from my perspective, it seems low. Then Bella's heart starts to beat. End of chapter. Thank God we get to start. Thank God, about no what more Bella Jacob. thinks about any of this. Can't. That's wait. my girl right there. I tr- I honestly feel like going into her perspective, she's not going to feel like very familiar, especially like as a vampire. You I know, think she is. I a- think it's going to feel like coming home. I hope so. Feels like it's because been forever. like. It like she is kind of going to be a whole new person. One, she's like come to the terms of being a mom. She's going to be herself. Though. She's going to be a mom, and she's going to be she a vampire. Yeah. Tune in next week to find out. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be wild. Yeah. Uh, okay, best sentence, worst sentence. You know what? I think there's plenty of best sentence. On popular opinion, I think there might be several best sentences in here. There's some contenders, and like even the bad ones. Like, all the really graphic stuff that I don't want to read, like, I don't even know if yeah, I can say that much well. of it is bad writing. Right, it's written it's well. It's actually I very like effective. It. Yeah. I hate reading yeah, it, I but, agree. like, that's an emotion. It's art. It made me feel things. Um, I'm gonna pick as my worst sentence, uh, even though I completely agree with you that, like, it, it all of these are well written. Um, I'm not gonna, like, actually read any of them, but just, like, the collection to me of like any kind of description of like a body being moved by outside forces like cpr or like you know pressing on somebody and they like convulse or whatever or any description of a body that should move but doesn't because of an outside force they like rip renesme out of her but bella like doesn't even like 
have any reaction because she's just like a body at that point. Those kinds of like medical descriptions, oh, I can't do them. So that is my collective worst. They were all well written, but they're still my worst. That's my choice. Uh, I will go with a worst that I already read, but like it's just Jacob saying, So this body had no more draw for me. And like, bro. So utilitarian. So utilitarian. Okay, I'm gonna Gross. go with um, they've just given Bella some morphine and they're like, oh my god, they're both gonna die. And he says, how many times had I imagined her naked? Now I couldn't look. I was afraid to have these memories in my head. I just feel like I didn't want to know that. Yeah. It's not what I wanted like, to think about at the time. It's just, a, it feels like separate things. Like, all the times I imagined her naked, well, now I don't want to look, is like, well, when you were imagining her naked before, that's a separate kind of context. Or, like, and maybe it could have, like, like, do you think it could have worked if it was, like, I'd thought about this so many times and this was so divorced from any of that? That, I think, would work, yeah. Right? Like, it's, like, I because it is this so, so many times, different. But not like this. This is yeah. wrong. This is, like, right. But now it's, like, ooh, I don't want to look at her naked. Yeah, this is gross. As nice as I want you know? to be. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is neither my best nor my worst. It's just a notable sentence that we didn't touch on. Um, as Jacob is very focused on giving Bella CPR and very much not looking at the baby, as the baby is passed to Bella, he says, something warm touched my arm. That right there should have caught my attention. Nothing felt warm to me. But also, like, like they already know it's a half vampire. And everybody already told him that it's human. really like him. Right. So this isn't actually a surprise now that I say it out loud. Yeah. Uh, my best is gonna be, I wanted to somehow pour bleach inside my head and let it fry my brain. I agree. <laughs> very visceral. I agree. <laughs> I also want that. <laughs> my best is the very end of the sentence. A true Stephanie classic button. From upstairs, there was a new sound. The only sound that could touch me in this endless instant. A frantic pounding, a racing beat, a changing heart. She can crush a button. I mean, she needs to do a master class, honestly. (laughs) Like, I would, I would definitely listen to Stephanie talk about how to end a chapter because I didn't know she was so good at it until we started this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I would listen to her talk about craft in general because, like, all of her interviews are about like revealing other aspects of the world. Right? They aren't. Or they're about, like, her, like, personally, like, this is when I like to write. This is, like, when I would find time. But they are not about craft. They're not about world building. They're not. There's none of that. I, I would listen to her talk about craft. Um, I think that my best sentence is when Jake has, you know, noticed Renesmee in, in Rosalie's arms. And... Uh, and Renesmee is feeding, and Jacob thinks, he says, strength and hate and heat, red heat washing through my head, burning but erasing nothing. I really like that. Mm. Yeah, his anger is pretty tangible. Guys, we did it. We we made it. We made made it it. through. We made it. Go team! It finally happened. To everyone who wrote in, like, oh, I can't wait to hear your opinions. I hope we did you justice. 
We probably didn't. It's fine. I really was like, I came into this and I was like, girl, I know you hate this chapter. I know this was very upsetting you for you. Job. Keep it positive. Thank you. Thank you. you. I really tried. <laughs> I really tried. Everybody, email us with questions or comments at twilightphasepodcast at gmail.com. Um, if you'd like to submit your funniest Renesme name, please visit patreon.com slash twilightphasepodcast. And while you're there, maybe become our patron. Just like <laughs> Selena, Bridget, yeah. Karen, Ed, Laura, Andrea, Lini, Melissa, Chance, King's Gambit, Miriam, Rachel, Danny, Olivia, Sabine, Hannah, Fideo, Linguina, Aaron, and Grace. Wow. You can follow us at Twilight underscore phase on Twitter and Insta and Twilight Phase Podcast on Tumblr. Disclaimer, we own nothing. The Twilight universe and all characters belong only to Stephanie Meyer. Please don't sue us. Audio editing by Melissa Shermer. Cover image by Laura Shermer. Our theme music is written and performed by Adrian Mooring. We'll be back next week. And if you don't like it, you can bite me. Bite me. Bite me. There's finally vampire biting in this chapter. Yeah, <laughs> congrats. <laughs> Bye.